0: Welcome to Our frequencies a podcast that explores fitness, health, and wellness with a modern approach to mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. All of this comes from a place of love and passion. My name is Ophie, and I will be your friendly neighborhood podcast host. So if you're all for it, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, guys. Wow, how corny was that? I always listen to people's podcast intros and then I'm like, that was so cool. I could really like, you know, groove to that, but I've never thought of doing it myself and I just did it in one go and that was really cool. So, hey, for those who don't know me, my name is Ophi. I go by the name of Potatophie on Instagram, which is just a collection of miscellaneous images and a lot of posting and too much Gymshark activewear, but I do go by my full name on my YouTube channel, which is Ophelia Ho, where I upload music covers and fitness slash health related content. If you know all of this already, thank you so much for sticking around and supporting me through my journey. If not, then welcome. It's so nice to meet you and I honestly can't wait to start this conversation with you. Cool, if you're for it, then, you know, hi, let's be friends. Now, you must be thinking, what on earth has this chump got to offer me? Well, well, this chump, aka me, has wanted to start a podcast for a very, very long time. And put it into action, it's on my 2019 bucket list of things to start and see through. But the sole reason of why I'm creating this podcast is... I have a lot of things to say. I want to have deep, meaningful, and thought-provoking conversations with you guys, and I want to share all the good energy, all the good vibrations, motivation, inspiration, creativity, imagination, etc, etc. Sometimes there's just not enough room in an Instagram caption to put it, plus a podcast just feels more like, raw and authentic and less scripted and more like a conversation with you guys. Just you and me hanging out, talking about cool things, you know. So the first topic for my very first podcast is five steps to manifesting motivation. And as many of you may know, I love fitness. I love health and wellness and I go to the gym quite a lot. Maybe not as much as one person needs to, but I go because I love it. Not to look a certain way or not to lose weight, but just because I love maintaining my health and my fitness as it is. So where does the motivation come from? And within reason, a lot of people are curious about that. Where do you get your motivation from? Or how do you find it? Or how do you stay motivated all the time? And what I'm about to say is pretty much applicable to any situation where you've set out to achieve a goal, but are struggling to do so because of motivation. Motivation is one of those magical and mysterious things that comes and goes, doesn't it? So sometimes you'll feel like a surge of motivation after you've experienced something, whether that's meeting someone new or going to an event, listening to a podcast, reading a book, what have you. Sometimes that motivation carries you through to your end goal, but more often than not, at least this is what I've found in my own experience, motivation will fade over time. And when that happens, suddenly this vibrant and colorful visual that you have in your mind turns pale and gray. Not that there's anything wrong with gray. I actually really like the color and wear it a lot, but I just, um, you know, figure of speech. You lose momentum and you start to procrastinate your goal to the point where you may not even return to it because it's long gone and you've forgotten you even set out to achieve it in the first place. You ever feel like that? I have, I've just described like an endless cycle that I viciously experience. Anyway, so what I just described to you is a vicious cycle of motivation. And the moment I realized this, I just, you know, it, it occurred to me that motivation cannot be relied upon to pursue your goals. I repeat, motivation cannot be relied upon to pursue your goals. You know, if motivation was a person, think about it as a person. I love personifying things. So if motivation was a person, they would be the most charismatic person in the room, best dressed, confident, um, great hair, you know. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, they would be very unreliable, always late, flaky AF, hard to get a hold of you know those tag a friend if they don't reply within one minute they owe you bubble tea memes on facebook i don't know about you but motivation owes me a lot of boba before i go into the steps i wanted to start this off with a little analogy slash metaphor that i came up with for the process of motivation you're either gonna love me or hate me for this because i use analogies a lot but hear me out i think this is a good one I feel like it's similar to the process of metamorphosis where a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Think of the caterpillar as your motivation, right? So before it forms itself into like the pooper chrysalis, sorry, the pronunciation, chrysalis, um, a caterpillar must eat to reach its full size. So for us, we need to feed ourselves with commitment, consistency, and self care in order to grow our discipline. And you might be wondering why these things specifically. Because having commitment means that you've got resolve. It means that you know what you need to do in order to achieve your goals and that you won't stop trying until you've done so. Showing consistency means that you have an implementation of a routine and you're creating both lasting habits and a strong foundation for our discipline to be guided by. And finally, self-care Because looking after yourself means for a much more efficient and productive you. Call it you 2.0. If you could be a better version of yourself, why wouldn't you? Self-care is the bomb. So when the time comes for the caterpillar to rest and make magic, we are similarly doing the internal work that's required to ensure that our disciplined butterfly can emerge and continue this cycle for our future goals, right? Did you like it? I thought it was really cool. I think it's better than Google's definition of motivation, which is, by the way, a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a particular way. I think this is a really great way to set the scene because if motivation is the reason you behave a certain way, then a habit is the routine of creating a regular pattern of those behaviors. And the next question you'd probably be asking me, because I know I'd ask myself that, is well, how do you form a habit if you don't have the motivation to start? The first is definitely to confront and accept that motivation exists. Motivation is awesome. It's great. But also acknowledge that it's not going to be able to carry you in its backpack on your ambitious journey. I'll go through this in a little detail later, but once you've figured out your own motivation manifestation, you will be carrying motivation in your pockets and that's how you will exactly form your habits and your routines. And by accepting and acknowledging this, you shift the responsibility that you've been placing on motivation onto yourself instead. So no longer can we blame motivation for not being able to wake up in the morning and go to the gym. We can't blame motivation for not being able to start that project that we really want to start because it's your responsibility it's your responsibility to take action and motivation's just along for the ride. Only through action can we find change. So that was step one. Acknowledge that motivation will not carry you through to your goals. So what you have to do here, an actionable task, is affirm that to yourself. Absolutely, it's that simple. Affirm to yourself that you are responsible for carrying and seeing through your own goals and not motivation. The second thing that I would do is acknowledge what's holding you back. There's a lot of internal work going on in here and I think that's really important to address what's going on inside first because some may argue that it's not important to acknowledge what's holding you back, Um, that it's more important to focus on the positive things. And although I do think that's important, I think arguably it's more important to acknowledge what's holding you back because you may not be ready to accept it or confront it. But you might need to if it's standing in the way of your goal and acknowledging this is the first step to jumping over the hurdle. Often I've found that the all-encompassing obstacle that everyone experiences at least once in their life is just fear fear of the unknown fear of failure fear of rejection and if you're feeling like this don't beat yourself up about it because it's your body's natural response to to risk Our subconscious is just programmed to respond in this way to protect us. It's paranoid, it's overbearing sometimes, and sometimes we don't understand why we feel this way, but it's okay. Acknowledging that you do feel this way and understanding that it's normal is, of course, also another step to conquering this. So your second actionable task here is Firstly, before you can find what the fears and obstacles are, maybe you need to know what your goal actually is. Be clear on what it is that you want to achieve. Maybe it might be easier for some people to acknowledge the fears and obstacles first, but I want you to write this down. Write down what your goal is and what it is that's holding you back from them. What are your hurdles? Maybe you feel like a family member is holding you back. Maybe your parents are telling you that no, you shouldn't pursue that because it's not, you know, a uh, comfy, cushy corporate job or no, that's like, financially unstable that's not what you want or maybe you've got friends who are giving you the same idea or they may be like oh how are you going to do that or and kind of giving you this seed of doubt that's kind of blossoming in a way that you don't want it to it could be a few things or it could be actually like a very physical hurdle maybe you have an injury and you can't do it because you physically can't. Whatever it is, I want you to write it all down so that it's out and off your chest. A lot of what we're doing at the moment is very internal. And if you've got a problem with that, then maybe that's more of a sign that you need to work on it because it's confronting these things internally that help us to move forward. And if you weren't all about that internal stuff, then this next step you'll really like because it's very simple. So step three create a pre-game routine. This is something I got from James Clear, who is the author of Atomic Habits. If you haven't read that yet, uh, definitely check it out. I discovered James Clear through his article about intermittent fasting. He's a great writer uh, and a very cool entrepreneur. So what is a pre-game routine? James describes it as, you know, the most important part of any task is actually starting. So if you can't get motivated in the beginning, then you'll find that motivation often comes after starting. That's why your pre-game routine needs to be incredibly easy to start. For example, you could create an exercise routine that starts with filling up your water bottle. That way, when you don't feel like working out, you can simply tell yourself Just fill up the water bottle. Your only goal is to start the routine and then continue from there. That was taken directly from his article, by the way. So all of those are his words. Um, Essentially, he's creating a trigger. So a behavior or an action that triggers what you want to start doing. So when this routine becomes tied to the actual performance, you no longer have to think about it anymore. This is just what happens before you do such and such and you are pulled into a mental state that is primed to perform. You don't need motivation, you just need to start your routine. One of my specific pre-game routines per se is actually my stretching and rolling out routine that I practice before a big leg day. I don't get much of an opportunity to train during the week. So my sessions during the week are always very short, but I always save my huge leg sessions for a weekend day. And it's not always easy to walk into the gym and be like, yeah, I'm going to do lots of stuff on my legs today because late like, day is pretty tiring and exhausting. And if you think about it, then you're not going to want to do it. And that's why I don't think about it. So what I do is I go into the corner of the gym, I grab a foam roller and I roll. I roll my quads, my ITBs, my hamstrings my glutes, hip flexors, inner quads, calves. Roll all of those out and this process can take up to 30-45 minutes. Sometimes it's even taken an hour. I don't time this. I just do it for as long as I need to and during this time I'm in zen. I've got headphones on, I'm listening to a bomb playlist or I'm listening to an awesome podcast or I'm watching a video and I'm just zoning out. I'm not thinking about the actual gym, I'm just focusing on rolling out. And by the end of that, I feel so freaking good. And I'm like, squats. I always go to the squat rack after this. And if the squat rack is taken, I just keep rolling out until it's free. And 100% of the time, when I do this, I have a really great leg session. I walk out, I'm sweaty. I've had an average heart rate of like 140, 150, just on weights. And it's just so amazing to walk out and and feel that you were able to achieve this without relying on motivation. Because I did not start the day feeling motivated to do it. I was just like, "This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna roll out, rolling out squats, squats, leg press, leg press, stiff-legged deadlifts, etc., cetera, etc." It was just like a series of events that got me rolling and going for what I intended to do. So what is it that you want to start doing or pursuing? Is it studying more? Do you have a lot of stuff to study for during uni? The first step you could be doing is maybe boiling some water, getting yourself a cup of tea, and that could be the start of your pregame routine for study. Or what if it's like, I want to wake up early in the morning. What could I possibly do before actually waking up? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is actually something I'm working on myself. But your pregame routine for early mornings starts the night before you actually sleep. So getting your things ready for the morning. Maybe if you want to go to the gym in the morning, you would pack your gym stuff or you've got your active wear prepared and ready you've got your breakfast packed or prepared in the fridge you've got everything lined up and ready and all you have to do is wake up i guarantee the moment you start preparing for the morning the night before you will be ready to wake up because you're not thinking about what do i need to do again what am i wearing what do i need to grab what am i packing oh this and that you remove the stress from actually waking up and all you have to do is wake up give that a go I have certainly benefited from thinking of it this way. So step three was create a pre-game routine. Now, some of you might be asking, how do I do that? None of your examples really apply to my situation. Well, first thing I will ask you to do, the first thing I want you to do, is what's something that is like an inanimate object that's related to what you're doing, something that you use during that? Um, it could be pens like or stationery or you know paints for craft um, tools for tinkering and start with that start with the action of retrieving those things in order to do your task and then the next thing I would do is have a think about what items supplement this task perhaps it is you know the most obvious thing at the forefront of my mind is bcaa's because they supplement my workout but it could be music maybe music supplements what you do maybe meditation supplements what you do maybe a candle or a light source like light gives you the ability to see what you're doing I don't know I'm kind of pulling at straws here but you get what I'm saying right the steps are to identify objects that relate to your task and create a routine based around retrieving or turning these things on or the action of creating said environment okay guys we are halfway through the podcast and it's time to hear a message from my sponsor just kidding don't have that let's keep going I ramble a lot the fourth step even though it's a bit self-explanatory, is to identify the things or people in your life that motivate you and surround yourself with them, within reason, of course. But it could be a friend, could be someone on social media that you follow, could be an item of clothing or a brand of gear or music. Whatever it is, identify it. And there could be a number of things that bring you this feeling. There's really no limit. The, the purpose is to identify what they are and to immerse yourself in it. And while you're at it, practice gratitude. I found that when I do this, I become so much more motivated to move forward feeling grateful for the things that have made me who I am today and the things that I am so fortunate to have access to in order to guide me towards my goals. I always love when the sky is blue and blue skies in Melbourne don't always happen, but it's one of the things I'm so grateful for and it motivates me to start my day. I'm so grateful to have access to running water to working internet even though it's not great it still works and I have access to an abundance of information. I use the term things loosely here but this could be both inanimate objects or personal goals but the moment you become grateful for what you already have new things that you are chasing or pursuing will no longer feel like a long road or an impossible task you are already satisfied. So achieving your milestones and goals are an added bonus to the already abundant list of things that you have. So step four was practice gratitude. You can do this in your head. Writing it down I find is a little more mindful, but do it in whatever way you're more comfortable with. Step five, look after yourself. Practice self-care. This is a very underrated concept and a lot of people view it as a luxury. Sometimes we work so hard that going to the bathroom is a luxury, but no, going to the bathroom is a natural bodily response to uh, drinking water, staying hydrated, take a shower, put on a mask, eat nutritiously, you know, exercise, ah, kill two birds with one stone here. Looking after yourself will increase your productivity to achieve even more goals. You can tell I'm very heated about this because I'm very passionate about self-care. I think it's so important And it can be misconstrued. Like, for example, some people, I see a lot of people skip their lunches because, you know, they're on a roll and they're doing their work and I'll just eat later. Like if I stop, then I'm going to, you know, interrupt the flow. But if your car ran out of fuel, would you keep driving it? That is my question to you, because you can't drive your car when it's out of fuel and neither can you drive yourself when you're out of fuel. So I shared this analogy on my Instagram the other day, and I thought I'd mention it here in the podcast because I thought it was really cool. So not tooting my own horn, by the way, but um, I like to think of self-care as baking a cake. So there are multiple steps towards baking a cake before you actually get a cake. You have to acquire the ingredients. You have to measure them out. You need to sift the flour. You need to you know mix it you need to whisk the eggs you need to combine the ingredients you need to line the cake pan you need to fill it in you need to tap it to get the air bubbles out you need to put it in the oven bake it at a certain temperature for a certain time and then it comes out and then you let it cool you know and then you can eat the cake and Every time you need to spend emotional energy, that could be things that you have to do at work, maybe you are client facing, so you do need a lot of emotional energy to be able to handle customers professionally, but essentially when that happens, a piece of your cake is being taken from you. And what happens when there's no cake left? You're going to be running on fumes. You've got nothing left to give. You know that saying on the airplane when they say, put your oxygen mask on before helping others. It's essentially that. It's overused, but I love it. I love it so much. So when you don't have any more cake, you're going to make another one. The reason why I use baking a cake as an analogy for self-care because it's kind of like combining a bunch of things that come out with the same result. So there are a lot of different types of combinations of ingredients that you can put together to create a different flavoured cake. And similarly, self-care is different for everyone. Maybe something that works for me doesn't work for you and vice versa. So everyone is individual and that routine is unique. That recipe is unique to you. So TLDR, you need a lot of emotional energy to be able to pursue goals on top of the things that you already have to handle on a day-to-day basis. So look after yourself. Those were the five steps that I personally followed to manifest motivation for myself. Now, I want you to be able to take away some actionable strategies from this. So in a quick summary, step one is to acknowledge that motivation is not responsible for your outcomes. Take responsibility and own your actions. Step two, confront what's holding you back and take the initiative to change if that's what's required be the change that you want to see. Step three, create a pre-game routine, a trigger that prepares and primes your mind for the habits you are struggling to bring yourself to commit to. Step four, practice gratitude by identifying the things or people in your life that motivate you and bring you energy. Step five, incorporate self-care. It's not a luxury, it's part of the process. All of these tips will help you practice the commitment, consistency, and self-care that will fuel your discipline butterfly, and when you have razor-sharp discipline, motivation still comes and goes as it pleases, but you will no longer need it to fulfill your tasks and milestones, you will no longer Feel the need to look for it because you don't need it. You won't need to. When you have discipline, the act of doing and completing this said task becomes automated. It's routine. It's habitual. And your pregame routine is the trigger that kickstarts your habit, even if you're not motivated to do it. If all of these steps still fail you and you find yourself back to square one feeling anxious, Depressed and useless for procrastinating everything you try to set your mind to? Acknowledge that there is a deeper level of self-discovery and exploration that you might need to do. You'll need to ask yourself some very important questions. Are my goals smart? You know, there's SMRT, oh, <laughs> SM-A-R-T, I just did a homer, specific Measurable, achievable, realistic, and time based. If you don't know what that is, definitely look it up on Google because it's a really great framework to form your goals around. Another question that you should ask yourself is why am I doing this? Is this something that I really want to do? Am I doing this for myself? Or am I doing this to please someone else or to please other people? Are the outcomes of completing this goal what I'm looking for? And after you even achieve this goal, then what? Is this something that's long-term that you wanna see through? Or is it just kind of novelty? Anyway, that about wraps up this episode. I hope that you were able to gain something from it and that it was thought-provoking. I hope that you always stay hungry and let your discipline butterflies soar. Your feedback is also really important to me, so please let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. I'd really appreciate that and I really enjoy talking about this. I'm very passionate about the subject, so thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in our next episode. Bye, guys!